reason these disturbances, they followed you to a new home, is because it's not the house that's haunted. It's your son. So, 1,100 men went in the war. 316 men come out of the sharks, took the rest June the 29th, 1945. Anyway, we delivered the bomb. Be right back! I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh. My name is Robert Hawkins. Approximately seven hours ago, uh, something attacked the city. Um, if you found this, if you're watching this, then you know more about it than I do. California, stay away from me. Stay away from me, I'm not, not, not coming here. John Doe has the upper hand. And on that day, Ahab will go to his grave, but he'll rise again within the hour. He will rise and beckon that all, all save one, shall follow. They're all gonna laugh at you! They're all gonna laugh at you! They're all gonna laugh at you! Hello! Welcome once again to Dark Discussions, your place for the discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I am one of your co-hosts, Phil, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Hey, Eric. How's it going? I'm well. Excellent. And in the state of New York. Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? I am fine, Phil. How are you? Doing all right. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you? Doing good. Excellent. Uh, thank you for all who are here to listen to us. Uh, who are we and what do we do? Well, we are part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. This is the original podcast on the network called Dark Discussions Podcast. And what we do here on the Dark Discussions Podcast, which has been around now for 13, 14 years, maybe. Uh, yeah, at least 14 years, I think. Now. Um, we, uh, my God, we're kind of, Six more years, it'll be two decades. Uh, but either way, um, who, who are we and what do we do here? Uh, no, actually, I'm, I'm way off. Yeah, yeah. Where, where who is your daddy and what does he do? Yes, 12 years. It's total 13, 3 plus 9. Yeah, oh 12 my God. years. Move on. Ah, yeah, move on, move on. Uh, so uh, uh, basically, what we do here is we talk weekly about. A genre film, so uh, horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, techno thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, art house, midnight movies, uh, foreign language films, art house. I may have already said that, but either way, we talk about uh, a genre that deserves intelligence. Uh, so basically, uh, films that have been overlooked or poo-pooed back in the day, but now have become mainstream since the nerds have taken over the world. Um, we do have an email at dark discussions uh, at aol.com. And uh, we do have a contact us link on the, every menu of www.darkdiscussions.com that will open up an email box. Uh, if that does not work, because uh, it is in uh, flux right now as we, we uh, add a, a new version, uh, you can always email us directly. But if, if it does work, it will open up an email box and you can email us directly uh, through the website as well. Um, basically, just email us whatever you, uh, you want, like reviews and such. Uh, we do have... Some emails tonight uh, about uh, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Uh, 
So I uh, will read some of those. Uh, but um, we uh, always appreciate any email from our listeners uh, because uh, it is always good to know uh, who the folks are who are listening and also your opinions on things, not just the movies we talk about, but our podcast. Um, now, uh, Eric. Yes, you do. Well, yeah. oh, Eric, so uh, what else uh, uh, can people find on www.darkdiscussions.com? Uh, they can find links to our Patreon account. Patreon is a service that allows you to contribute financially to your online artists like podcasters. That's us. Producing this show is not free. We have to pay for things like uh, websites and domain names and computer equipment and movie rentals and so on and so forth. So if you would like to offset the cost of producing this show, that's how you can do it. You can go to patreon.com slash dark discussions or click on the Patreon badge on any page of darkdiscussions.com. For every $5 a month that you care to donate, you'll have the opportunity to submit a topic for us to possibly do a show on. We take all the submissions from our patrons and draw one at a random basis every quarter We'll be doing that later tonight. So uh, if that's something you'd like to do, you can click on the page badge on any page of darkdiscussions.com. We greatly appreciate all contributions. Indeed, indeed. And uh, if you uh, prefer to just go Patreon directly, you can go to patreon.com backslash darkdiscussions. Uh, but before we do uh, our Patreon pick for tonight, uh, we do have some emails. Uh, uh, four from that same individual who oddly has a birthday exactly today, which is April 20th, 2023, for some of our listeners who are always curious. That's because Hitler's birthday. Is it Hitler? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. no. Uh, but uh, for some of our listeners, like Pam, who are always curious when we record episodes, because sometimes they don't come out uh, the very next day or the week later, uh, we uh, do a timestamp, and that is our date stamp, which is uh, 4 20 2023. Uh, and the person that's birthday is today uh, is Amy Schuss-Rain, and she sent us four emails. But we also want to wish Gage Fultz a happy birthday as well, because his birthday just uh, appeared uh, in the past couple of days as well. Gage joined us in Mystic, Connecticut uh, last year. and um, That's right, and his wife is a supermom. She sure is. She sure is. I don't know if she beats my wife as a super mom, but I've never. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen your your wife in action with as many children. Right. Well, I, I was waiting for you to say, "Well, Phil, you're a child too." So, my wife has a lot of, <laughs> damn it, you're right. I totally missed my opportunity. I know. Come on, I was setting you up for to burn me, but you didn't. I'm very disappointed. Very disappointed. Uh, but yes, yes. Uh, Gage's wife has like a multitudes of kids, like three or four. I think I can't. Even she, I swear to God, the woman has three arms. I don't know how she keeps up with those kids. Oh no, kidding. That's the truth. Oh, there's twins. Uh, I, I got to say that. And then there yeah, was a yeah, daughter. Was there another son? Right. There was a daughter, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think there was one other. Yeah. I, I can't remember. I, I, I'm, I've, I was like, they were moving so fast that I, I thought there was 20 of them. Well, and the funny thing is she, she, she keeps up a conversation with the other adults at the table the whole time while her yes. arms are just going about like an octopus. It's amazing. It is pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, and I got to, I got to give tips to Gage today. He, he posted a, on the, on Facebook, uh, the weather for the next seven days in Connecticut, where he lives in the, in the Groton, uh, new or new London area of Connecticut. And it's kind of like coldish. And he goes, he rips Connecticut. He goes, if, if I, he goes, 
I live here basically because uh, you know I'm here stationed for the military. But why would anybody want to live here if they didn't have to? <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious because it's like, yeah, that's fair points. It is Connecticut, but it's not as bad as Jersey, though. It's not as, or Canada. Canada's the worst. But I think anyway. we can all agree on that. Yeah, yeah, we should, we should, absolutely. Uh, but well, I don't know. Barrett seems to like like suck up to the Canadians all the time. I don't, I don't no, know. I just like Canada. <laughs> Fucking US. Yeah, and then now, now if you want to restrict it to the United States, kind of the Midwest is kind of crappy too because they're all like nice, like the Canadians, and they have the shitty weather. Like, yeah, those damn Michiganers and Minnesota people, you know, they all suck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But well, people Michigan people aren't all so that. I mean, you, you got Detroit in there, so they're not all that nice. <laughs> right. Well, and the reason Detroit sucks, it's not because Detroit sucks. It's because Windsor, Connecticut is right on the other side of the river. And that's yeah, it. I, I mean, Windsor, 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 Ontario, I mean, which is Canada and Canada yes. sucks. Yeah, I was so. going to say, you, yeah, you had a great job. I don't live there. there. Anyway, 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 um, so uh, we'll be doing a uh, Patreon pick shortly, but happy birthday to Amy and Gage. Uh, Mike, uh, what's going on uh, in August? Speaking of uh, how we met Gage last year. It's my birthday. That is true. (laughs) Mine too. Ferris' birthday. No, but Phil's hinting about something people might care about. (laughs) Yeah, something something that people might care about, Mike. What's that all about? They should care about my birthday. Oh. I mean, they don't care about my birthday. All right, that's a joke's over. Keep moved on, move on. No, it's um, yeah, it's uh, we are getting together. I believe it's August 11th, 12th, 13th. Is that the dates? Uh, yeah, uh, 11th, 12th, 13th. Yeah, some people say August 11th, 12th, 13th, which is a Friday, Saturday, Sunday in our usual stomping grounds of Mystic, Connecticut. Um, and we'll be meeting for dinner uh, Friday evening, and then sometime on Saturday. We'll be getting together probably for lunch and then going to catch a movie. We will see what movies are available. Hopefully something good that we can watch. And then we will do a live podcast recording afterwards. Last year, it was Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Uh, And then we had canceled it. Was it the two years previous? Yeah, because of the COVID stuff. Yeah, I think the year before that was uh, the Meg. Uh, I will say my wife has joined us and she has not been happy with our movie choices. Oh, what about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? That was a good one. No, that one she did like. Uh, that was yeah. the year before. No, she did not. She did not like the Meg. She did not like uh, Bodies, Bodies. She, she realized we don't make the movie release schedule right. She yeah, realized that's not up to us. But I think we had like the Fall was another option instead of Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh, that would have been a great mm-hmm. one. The Fall that was awesome. So the best. I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed them both for a very. I, different I like. Reasons. I like both Bodies, 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 and the Fall because they they had. Uh, uh, yeah, we know, Joel. we know. Yeah, you, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, and then we did uh, the what was that? That that Brad Pitt zombie film that was pretty good. Warm yeah. Warriors, our very first one back in. It happened. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. That was good. Where the hell was that? That was in uh, what, what's the name of that town? Field. Yeah, it, it was another town. Begin with uh, L or something. I, I can't remember. Lennox. Yeah, well, it was next to Lennox. Yeah, but, it was a mall near there. Yeah, it was a mall near there. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Twenty fifteen, still malls, but it was everywhere. Yeah. So, uh, so we're, we're going to do it again this year. Uh, hopefully, uh, Gage will be able to join us again, and then we, we got Leo Pond of the Dorkening Network that's going to be joining us. Uh, it's a chance that Holly Masiak, uh, who does a podcast herself as well as a longtime listener, she may be joining us, or uh, and oh. Uh, 
a handful of other folks. Uh, I know uh, Christy Peterson Schoonover and her husband Nate. We're going to be able to meet Nate for the first time. That'd be uh, great. Um, Yep, yep, and uh, maybe we'll get some good information about ghost hunting because he's he uh, used to uh, be on TV uh, talking about ghost hunting, and he also had a podcast as well. Uh, and we got a few other folks there too. So uh, anybody else who wants to join us, you can email us at darkdiscussions at aol dot com and put in the subject mystic, and we'll send you all the information over. Uh, we have an itinerary that we'll we'll do um, as we get closer. We'll, we'll hopefully get it more locked in, uh, but. The easiest thing is uh, Friday nights, uh, we meet up at Mystic Pizza, and uh, we uh, have pizza and beer and such, and soda. Yeah, pizza. Ooh, August 11th, Last Voyage of the Demeter comes out. What, what is it called? Last Voyage of the Demeter. Oh, that's finally coming? Oh, my gosh. That's supposed to be Vigo Mortison, the last time I heard about it. Uh, it is not. We can talk about that later, guys. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk. So, <laughs> all right. Anyway, anyway, uh, we'll get into the emails, and then we'll pick our uh, Patreon, and then we'll get into our topic tonight. So uh, here's the emails. The uh, first email from Amy uh, Rain, who uh, is a podcaster herself, uh, though she's been on hiatus for a long time. Uh, she goes, "Hi guys. Um, oh, and her birthday as well. Uh, hi guys. I'm listening to your D and D podcast. I was one of those female gamers from the '80s. My brother, who was the best guy in the world." taught me how to play and we would play an improvised way with me playing multiple characters. It was so much fun, but I could never get into groups later. I also am happy. It was finally a good D and D movie. I feel like they just needed someone who got it, quote unquote, it like how they finally found people who got comics. Gary Gygax was always so nice. I went to Gen Con every year and was in the art show several times. All the artists I met have also been extremely nice. I have to see the movie yet, so I can't say much. Maybe now people will get into D&D without worrying about Pat Robertson and that crap Tom Hanks movie. Like you said, if you know, you know. Uh, Amy, P.S. So far, my art theory classes are going well. I may have time to come play this summer. Ooh. I wonder if that means she can make Mystic. All right, let's uh, see what she says in our next email. She goes, R.A. Salvatore is awesome. <laughs> if you guys set up a game, count me in. A- Amy. And uh, I actually said that to Barrett. I go, hey, we could probably do an online Skype game. Um, and then let's go to the next one. Uh, she goes, I want a Drizzit movie so bad. <laughs> Hell yeah. The last one, email, and I don't like this email at all, but I'm going to read it. All right. Phil, you need to watch Buffy. It's so <laughs> great. I know what <laughs> what's his name sucks, but the show is so great. Amy. She's right. She is, she's, she she is, is right. Right. Yep, yep. right. And there's Maybe boobs. We'll... Yeah, that's true. But yeah, but but I can yeah yeah I, I don't know. I'll, 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 maybe the I'll, fact of the matter I, is that you have had an irrational hatred of Joss Whedon long before anything came out. So yeah, yeah it is true. That is true. Well, I don't call it irrational. I just oh, it's it completely irrational. I I just felt he was a jerk on Twitter, and and that kind of was I was right on oddly because <laughs> I guess he was a jerk in real life too, or maybe even worse. But true, true. Yeah, yeah. 
So, but anyway. he's a jerk who made some good fiction. Yeah, some of his stuff was pretty good. I'll give you that. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of good good fiction by a lot of jerks. True. <laughs> Was that you? Roman, who do you say, Roman Polanski? I said he's no Roman Polanski. No. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, all right. Um, I don't know if he's as talented as Roman Polanski. Because Polanski, yeah, no, that's a pretty hard bar. Probably ways. not. It goes both ways. It's a hard call. He's, he's not. Yeah. He's, he's not a child rapist, and he's not an Oscar winner. So. Actually, he might have won an Oscar for Toy Story. I don't remember. I am also not a child rapist and not an Oscar winner, so I guess we have that in common. There you go. There you go. There you go. Anyway, anyway, let's uh, let's let's move on from assholes and and talk about uh, a uh, Patreon pick. So, Mike, uh, do you get the randomizer going? We we got some Patreon. I've got the randomizer going. All right. So, uh, Eric, what are we doing here? I'm going to roll my 453 sided die. (laughs) basically phil takes all the picks that we've gotten from our patreons and uh puts them in the spreadsheet and numbers them all and mike chooses one at random and then phil lines it up with a spreadsheet and uh says what the movie is yep i have no idea what the movies are only phil does um given some of the movies he's picked i know he's being honest because I know some of the movies have been picked. I don't think he would want to cover. So and someday we're going to have to start actually like recording episodes on these. Well, some yeah, of these, yeah. unfortunately, uh, here's the only thing we, we can ask, and we probably should say this like more often. If you make recommend a film, could you check to make sure that it's easy, that it's readily available? Uh, something wicked <laughs> this way comes. I think we would love to do, but it's not easily available. And uh, I would love to do it because I love chasing. Yeah, it would be and, awesome. And price to do. too. Price yeah. is in it. Yeah, but yeah, it's not readily available, unfortunately. And none right, of us so, want to incur the wrath of the Disney attorneys. Yeah, yeah, those <laughs> bastards. Uh, right, so anyway, all right, let's pick the number, Are Mike. We ready? Yes, we've been we ready for five roll. minutes. And the answer is two, seven, three, two hundred seventy-three. Oh, okay. Mike always has to. Like, Boy, he was messing with you. Okay, uh, well, I, I have no idea if this film's available, but it's called Piper, P-I-P-E-R, and it's a Korean language film. Uh-oh. Uh, Chris Genro picked this one. Uh-oh. So what's the movie? Piper, P-I-P-E-R. Uh, hmm. So let's, let's look up this... Uh, Never heard of it. This Just Watch thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar with it either. So Mike Piper is absolutely right. It's a uh, tiny little bird. I don't think that's it. Yeah, I don't think that's it either. Yeah, I can't believe. Oh, it could be. Uh, no, no, that's not it. That's a cartoon. Uh, let me see here. Let's keep on looking. Piper, Korean film. The Piper. The Piper. Here it is. Uh, 2015 horror film from uh, PG-13. So let me type the Piper and see if that pops up. It is uh, available. Got it. Yes, it is available. Okay. Yeah, it yeah, is available it is. and is for free nowhere. Yeah, so you got to rent it for three ninety nine on, well, on Amazon or YouTube. Shortly after the Korean War, a father and son are wandering through the country and make a stop in a remote village where strange and dangerous happenings occur. Hmm. Well, I think I think as we all know, um, you know the Piper. Uh, this will, this should be good because Pipers are are innately terrifying creatures. 
Um, somebody's standing around going, twiddly, twiddly, you know, that just Or it could everybody. be about my cat, Piper, who's been dead for five years now and come back to life, maybe. Ooh, well, yeah. based off of the little picture Pet I cemetery. see there, there's a boy <laughs> that's playing a violin and an older man with a clown nose playing a, a pipe, like a, like a flute or, or a piccadillo. Mm, or now I'm afraid. Yeah, so it could be like the Pied Piper type film. Yeah. Well, we'll hey, find out. We will find out. All right, so uh, we'll let's we'll get that on the agenda once uh, we get some time. Uh, oh, I mean, uh, what's that, Mike? I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually it's a film we've heard of, right? This is the first time I think we've got a pick where I have never heard of the film. Right, right. I never heard of this one at all. Yeah. And that is, that is not, by the way, just to be clear, that is not a shot at the film. It is not a critique of the film. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so we have on the list, Inside, Sexy Beast, Something Wicked This Way Comes, Fallen, which stars Denzel Washington and the Piper. So, and we did uh, ride has been removed because we just did ride. I think there are more good movies than bad in that list. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. All right. So, um, I guess we, uh, pretty much did all the house cleaning we had to do. Got some good emails. Thank you, Amy. Happy birthday, Gage and Amy. And, uh, Amy is actually the same age as us. Um, Mike and well, not you, Mike. Yeah, but well, actually, yeah. I mean, nobody's the same year. Yeah, Mike. Mike will be fifty-three. Yeah, but but she was born in nineteen seventy. That put it that way. Anyway, she's she's in our generation, the Generation X. All right, so here we go. So uh, with all that stated, Eric, why don't we lead us out? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) One of those nights. Anyway, uh, Eric. uh, So what are we going to discuss tonight? Tonight, we're going to be talking about a movie currently available for digital rental. Uh, actually, it's been available on digital rental for a while, and because Mike went ahead and rented it, it became available for the rest of us on Hulu. You are welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. So today we're going to talk about The Offering. I don't know what's here anymore. that you came. Just give the old man a chance. Karen is only grandkid. Good to see you, Dad. Two new beginnings. For her. For life. What happened? It's a suicide. I may have found something. It's on the night. It's an ancient boarding inscription often to seal a body containing a demon. But in today's world, who has the know-how to play with this kind of stuff? And what if someone did?
get what it wants. A child inside that city. That's right. Uh, the offering uh, is a brand new film, uh, 2023, that is now free on Hulu. So if you have Hulu and subscribe to it, then it is free. Uh, the film is directed by someone named Oliver Park, a screenplay by someone named Hank Hoffman. Uh, the film stars Nick Blood, M. Wiseman, Alan Kuduner, Paul Kay, um, among other folk. Um, and... Uh, Paul Kay is actually known from Game of Thrones. He played uh, the Red Priest uh, that drank all the time. Mm. So, yes. Uh, so he's uh, from uh, Bloody Hell, England. Um, the film takes place in Bro- Brooklyn, I believe, Brooklyn, New York. Uh, and the film is getting uh, fairly decent reviews, about 79%, if reviews matter to you. Uh, I have not checked to see... Uh, if what, what the audience reviews are, but at least that's the critics anyway. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. So uh, I guess we can go around and discuss how we heard about this film and what we thought about it. And uh, since Eric was the one that brought it to the attention of us, I think we'll go with you. Uh, oh, here it is. I got it. audience scores, 48%. So the audience did not like the film as they give it a rotten tomato. All right. So let's go view Eric. What do you got? Oh, uh, well, I just, I ran across this movie when I was just, uh, there was something we'd been planning to do one week and then somebody couldn't make the recording. Uh, so we're looking for alternatives and I compiled a list of like five or six different movies I ran across on, uh, digital offerings. And this was one of them. No pun uh, intended. Digital offerings. Oh, but, but, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this, this movie was like middle of the road mediocre for me. Um, I mean, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't really good either. Um, there were some things I liked about it. I I thought it looked good. It was shot well. Um, I thought the actors did a good job. Um, and I thought there were little pieces of the story in there that I, that I enjoyed as well. Um, however, overall, the thing was a little bit slow paced for me. Um, and then kind of went Looney Tunes towards the end of the movie, uh, which I didn't really care for. <laughs> so it was kind of an odd uh, mishmash. So overall, it's a swing and a miss for me personally. All right. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, I heard about this film, uh, as Eric mentioned, uh, uh, we had about five or six films uh, that were got Eric brought up that he said looked interesting. And uh, this is one that, uh, we, we, we came upon um, and uh, I concur with everything Eric said uh, except uh, uh, the one thing Eric left out was I could not stand the jump scares there was just like 500 of them and the the music stingers there was 500 of them and as a result this film was as Eric said uh, average to mediocre and it uh, was a swing and a miss for me as well. Uh, I will agree with Eric. The visuals are fantastic. 
Uh, there's some really good special effects, and uh, this is a horror film, so there's nothing to spoil when I say there's a chance that uh, the antagonist looks pretty awesome um, and whatnot. But uh, all in all, it was, it was a fairly uh, unfortunate film because it was more of like a teenage date movie with all the jump scares and music stingers, uh, and, and it just made me kind of be bored and... and roll my eyes because it was and hurt my ears because I had my headphones on and every damn time a stinger came up, I was like, God damn it. So, no, there's a volume control. Yeah. And, well, yeah, but you, when you put it lower, you can't hear them speaking. And then they just do these loud stingers and it's like, God oh, and that's why you have subtitles. You got to learn how to watch movies. Phil. Yeah. But I don't like reading subtitles. So they're kind of, <laughs> you know, it's not a foreign language film. So, um, so anyway, it was, it was just okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's not horrible, but I, I wouldn't recommend it. Let's go with you, Barrett. Um, yeah, I pretty much agree with everything Eric said. I enjoyed the movie. I wouldn't say it was a miss for me. Um, it wasn't like, uh, hit the ball out of the park type of movie for me. Um, it's, it seemed kind of, I don't know, similar to a lot of movies I've seen before. Um, it didn't. Are you trying to say it's derivative? (laughs) I'm trying to avoid that word because of you. Um, I, it wasn't as much derivative as it just had a same the same feel to me. Um, and, you know, the acting was really good. I thought the cinematography was good. And I kind of liked the antagonist. I thought he was neat. Uh, or it was neat. Um, so there was, a, there was in there the core of a really good story. It just moved a little too slow, and um, that's about it. Yeah. All right, sounds good. All right, let's go with you, uh, Mike. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to be the most positive. Um, certainly understand the complaints about the stings, the jump scares. Uh, I thought that it, it though the visuals. Um, and I thought the performances were solid. Um, I, I think did more than enough for me to overcome the jump scares. The uh, I think you, you were mistaken. I think it's the protagonist, right? The demonic creature that's coming after children. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do. Hey, oh, I, I want to cut, cut in. I want to cut in. Get good enough to look at. Um, to to. to <laughs> To you know, to, to gauge its presence, I think it was really neat. Uh, not completely unique, but yet not overly familiar either. Uh, but I like the design. Um, it's also kind of goes into an area of horror that I like, um, which is sort of the ritual horror, meaning uh, it, it's it's touching on. Uh, like real rituals, I, always, I would say this a lot, that I think ritualism helps in a film, whether it's a, a literal ritual or just kind of going about things. So, you know, the Father Karras setting up in The Exorcist, um, being an example of a, a ritual, just kind of builds up tension to me. Um, and you get little things like that in here. But also just like watching people go about daily routine helps. Uh, another good example just is watching... Um, the way Quint prepares to, to reel in the fish when he sees the line going out and, you know, putting on the harness and taking all these little steps, building towards an ultimate goal. 
but um, so I think that those things work for me better than they usually do. I think that that really comes down to a lot of the visuals and the atmosphere and the effects uh, given the budget. So I yeah I kind of like this uh, this film, uh, I guess more than the rest of you. But I'm kind of in between you and the other two, and um, I do want to say the jump scares. I didn't really get any jump scares. None of that stuff got me like normal. And the stingers, uh, the stingers, yeah, there. I didn't feel like it was that bad, but um, if you're sensitive to it, maybe. Well, no, I mean we've complained, or I certainly have, like with the Insidious. You know that <laughs> on a rewatch. <laughs> And it wasn't you know, I realized worse than Insidious ever Insidious, was. Uh, I Insidious, so. Insidious was scary. This wasn't. Insidious basically just would just literally drop a, an anvil on a piano, uh, and anytime something scary was going to happen, and you're watching the theater with you know 7.1 surround sound, and yeah, that's going to make you jump whether it was scary or not. Right. But it worked yeah. for Insidious. <laughs> so. Uh, and I th- I just think that it worked for me here. But I certainly understand the people who didn't. But if I take all that stuff away, I still think the core of the film was effective for me. All right. Sounds good. Um, all right. So uh, with that, uh, Eric, uh, do we have a wiki or IMDb wiki, wiki. or Rotten Tomatoes? Or? It doesn't work if you don't. If, you uh, have to stop at wiki, Phil. It doesn't yeah. work if you keep going. <laughs> Yeah, I know. But we yeah, usually exactly. really read. We really read. We really read the IMDb, even though we say wiki. It doesn't matter. Say wiki. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. You had it right for nine years, and then you start fucking it up. I don't know what the problem with you is. Yeah. <laughs> well, because then they said because Fox News got sued for misrepresenting, and he doesn't want us getting sued for doing a wiki that's <laughs> right. actually. A, they're going to sue us right. for all we, the right. money we, we make off this podcast. We have to give credit to the IMDb's. Uh, all right. So a family struggling with loss find themselves at the mercy of an ancient demon trying to destroy them from the inside. Um, all right. I guess that works. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, so uh, what do we do here on the Dark Discussions podcast for folks who are new to the podcast or those who are with us weekly. Uh, basically what we do is we uh, review, but also we do critique and dissect. So uh, as you just heard, we did some review and then reviewing, I should say. And then uh, what we do now is talk general stuff, non-spoilery. And then at a certain point, we'll throw up the spoiler alert and then we'll talk about everything and anything uh, related to uh, the movie. So we'll get into spoilers and whatnot because we don't just uh, review films. We, we, we try to, uh, decipher them and, and talk intellectually about them. Um, so uh, that's that. And uh, I guess we can get into the general stuff. So uh, what do we want to talk about? Um, I guess this has um, been compared to um, just probably because of the location and the ethnicity and religion of the folks in the film, or at least the characters anyway, uh, with the Vigil from, I think, last year Vigil? or two years ago. Vigil, yeah, I keep on screwing that one up. Um, and uh, a, lot of, a lot of the, the reviews... Vigil is a vastly but, superior film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know why they really compare them, the two. I mean, I mean, there's really, I don't think, 
that much in common with both of them, but I mean, oh. there's there's demons Jewish. and the Jewish faith in both, right? That's much it. <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, and, but their plots are very unsimilar. I feel, but either way, they they they've been thrown together and compared, and uh, the vigil. Uh, and that, that is a so, that is a highly surface level comparison. Yes, very high, yes, exactly surface level comparison. Um, so so this film uh, is yeah very very um. Uh, into uh, the, all the characters, the, the heritages and whatnot, religion and whatnot, is a, a Brooklyn Jewish Hasidic folk, as, as uh, Barrett mentioned to me offline. Um, and uh, so it, it goes into uh, that type of uh, uh, stuff. And it is religious horror for sure because there's demons and, and things of that nature. And it takes place at a funeral parlor. And it also um, takes place place with characters of two different generations as well. Um, anything else anybody want to bring up? Uh, what do we want to talk about general stuff? Uh, I will say that, although I do uh, complain about the pacing of this movie, part of the reason the pacing goes the way it does is because there's actually a um, pretty solid emotional story going on around the supernatural happenings in this movie. Um and I, I didn't dislike the story. I liked the story um, and the fact that the, the husband character was uh, really a little bit scummy. Um, but nobody in the movie figured it out until it was too late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> including yeah, including I, his wife. I like the fact that his wife didn't even know what was going on. I'm not sure if I would say he was scummy he was selfish and he was looking at his last option for saving his uh, his house but I, I look at it a little differently I, mean, um, I kind of looked at it as as a, uh, a character that because of that Barrett whether or, or how Eric defines it either way it doesn't matter uh, it was enough for me to not like have much empathy I, for him and i assume he was supposed yeah. to be one of the handful of protagonists and it's like i don't like him so it's like who cares i didn't like him but i think through the movie that's that's his his big downfall but he kind of tries to redeem himself by the end it's a bit late but um i after i see what he does at the end i feel more for him and i feel like that was just him making poor life decisions um when someone gets in deep and they don't want to admit it because of their own pride. Um, mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I saw him. I'm it, a little a more strange... forgiving of that type of stuff. I mean, I just don't, I didn't see him as scummy. It, Let's just say it, that. It, it, it was a strange um, subplot. I feel because this film could have been done without that subplot because, you know, as we've seen in uh, 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 the last uh, whatever that that uh, that Jane film, uh, the one about the the body and the cor the corpse. That's a, actually a witch that they're the autopsy of Jane Doe. Yeah, that one, that one. Yeah, no, that I did. One, I did just notice a similar vibe. Yeah, yeah, and that one though doesn't have this this subplot about that. That's kind of as annoying as 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 this. That so technically, I don't think it was necessary. But for some reason, they decided to have this subplot, which unfortunately, like you well, said, and I disagree with you, Phil. That's what I'm trying to say is that I actually enjoyed that story. Um, oh, okay. I just thought it was a weird way of working it into the movie. 
Well, yeah. well, that, that, right, right, yeah. I, I, I didn't. It, it slowed down the movie a little bit. I think that right. even though you liked it, it, it did slow down the movie a little bit. I felt, but no, you're right. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it, but either way, it, either way, um, it was uh, basically the, yeah. The son, as, as you mentioned, Barrett. Uh, this isn't a spoiler because we learned this pretty quickly. Uh, goes back to see his pop after years. Or, or at least a couple of years anyway, because live, he lives far away. And he brings his wife, who's pregnant. And I'm not sure if the wife is... I think the wife is a Gentile, uh, but yeah. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. And um, the father thinks the son is there to see him, but his partner, or, or, or the guy that's in, that he, he uh, hires to work at the funeral home, figures out otherwise that the son's actually there, uh, to try to get money uh, from his father, maybe even convince the father to sell the, the funeral power uh, business and give him the, the money uh, to to save his house. I guess, yeah, yeah. So, so it's 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 kind of weird. It's 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 strange. And, and it, you're right, Barrett. It's definitely selfish because you know if he hasn't seen his father for a couple of years, his wife's pregnant. Doesn't even seem like the father was at the wedding. Um, and now he's just suddenly back. And, but it kind of reminded me of like the prodigal son, even though that's, that's the new Testament, you know, like, you, yeah, you know, you accept the yeah, way well, son, you know? No, except the difference is the prodigal son. The father wasn't an asshole. <laughs> the um, father was, was what? As in the prodigal son, the father wasn't an asshole. The father yeah. drove the son away. According to this story. Oh yeah, so that, yeah, that's a huge difference. yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I because think the father was even rude, right? He kept on saying, saying anti-Gentile stuff a few times about but, the wife when at we, first. When we yeah. first, no, that wasn't the father. That was Hamish. No, that right, friend, an assistant. You're right. I apologize. Yeah. Um, the, but we 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 hear from the father about the father from the wife, and how he basically tells her she'll never be family. But yeah, when we see them get together, his attitude is completely different. Well, he's grown but, as well. And yeah. he's grown as well. But the fact that yeah. he shows uh, that he's conciliatory, that he's, that he's re- regretful of the way he acted before, I think allows us to take what the wife said at, at face value, right? That, that it's an accurate uh, reflection. Mm-hmm. Now the reason the reason I characterize the husband as scummy is because he sets up this visit under the guise of reconciling when really he just wants to take his dad's house. Unfortunately, there are so many kids there are kids that do that with their parents. It's almost like kids think that they their parents owe them. Um, that's kind of why I don't see it as scummy. I see it as a normal human thing. But uh, just because it's normal and human doesn't mean it's not scummy. Scummy is like someone who's going to try and con someone, you know. Yeah, just, that's exactly what he did. I didn't, well, I didn't feel like he was trying to con his dad. He was. I completely he did go under false pretenses, but how is that different than conning? Because yeah, he's not I, trying. I to, on... He's not trying to steal it from him. He's still going to have to be open about it and ask his father <laughs> if he was going to try and get his dad to sign some fake document and then use that to get the house. That would be scummy to me. Mm. All right. Well, mm. I think all right, maybe you guys are arguing semantics because I I, I feel Eric 
is it's the way we see the words. I just yeah. see tummy as worse than yeah, Eric that's, that's obviously what, that's, does. And that's that's what I'm thinking of this. It's more simple. I think I'm being nice with scummy. <laughs> Scummy's better than evil. Right, right. That's true. That's true. Well, I definitely don't think he's evil. No, me neither. That's why I use the word scummy. <laughs> yeah, either way, he, he's he's suspect. Put it that way. Yeah. Um, he's a yeah. Decep- he's a deception. He's yeah, a deceitful little bitch. And and even if the father <laughs> is 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 a bigot, or or if if to be more kind, someone that prefers his son to marry and to the, the no, you had it right. He's a bigot. Yeah, right, fair enough. Um, they both I, had their issues. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if that's enough for, for the son to. Let me hold, hold on a second. Um, financial things are not my thing. Am I wrong in in that? My understanding, if I because we basically get things through, we don't have it directly laid out for us. To me, for someone who's not a financial person, but it sounds like from the phone conversation we had, he needs a he needs the father as a as a co-signer. It sounded like, you know, he needs the, like, basically for the loan or to cover the losses. It didn't look like, then yes, that would open up the father to losing the business, but I didn't yeah. think he was getting the sign to force him to, to to sell the business. No, he wasn't trying to force him. He was still going to just ask him whether the well, dad even, would say yeah, no I, or no, not. No, 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 but I'm saying, but it wasn't even just to sell the business. He oh, right. Sign on. Right, right. Like as a co-signer to a loan, which then, which is using the, the, the funeral home as a collateral. Mm-hmm. Which, yep. which yes, could end up resulting in him losing it. I'm aware of that. The son, the but I son, see. I think that's very different than which is what Hamish comes to is he believes he's going to try to the, to force the father to sell, right, right, and take the money. And I don't know. I might be wrong. And if anybody knows more about money things than I do, um, you may want to straight me out on this but it's, no i, th- I think you're completely correct i think that that's that he's trying to get him to co-sign a loan and using that property as collateral which could leave him open to losing it right um, which is why I, I i would not go so far as to say say scummy because he's basically asking his dad for a favor right and he's, and yes he's he maybe he's going there under under some false pretenses but we also that's see that the part that makes him scummy is the false pretenses well but it's also I don't know how much is false pretenses and how much is it. Hey, Dad, I um, love you. Give me your house. Well, yeah, but he does. I'm sure he loves his dad. He's going there to see him as well as ask him for help. And the fact that he is having a and the fact that he has a uh, pregnant wife is going to be having a, a little girl soon. That also is the kind of thing that sometimes forces people to reevaluate and yes this may be prompting it and maybe he's talking himself into thinking he wants to reconcile with the father mm-hmm. but i'm just saying i i don't find it as scummy as you do eric I, I certainly agree it's not the best thing in the world but sometimes necessity forces these things and one of the reasons we have family is that even when we can't stand each other we're still fucking family um well here's the here's the reason that that i'm stuck on it it's because I if I had the perception that he would have wanted to arrange this visit if the house wasn't involved, then I wouldn't have a problem with it. My impression is that the only reason this visit is happening is because he needs the cosign on the house. And it might be. And I don't and, think and that's why I have an issue with it. That's all. Uh, yeah, I, I concur with Eric on that one. Yeah. I, I don't think because the fact that the wife doesn't even realize it makes me wonder i'm not sure like what the 
Um, I, I don't know what he told her. Well, it could be two things. One, the wife doesn't even know he he, he fucked up the finances. She doesn't. And two, and two, the uh, the wife may say, "This is awful. What you're trying to do to your father?" Even though I don't know. Well, him. and when she eventually finds out, that's what the look on her face says. Yeah. Right. Well, and he is he's afraid of asking his father for help before he gets there. And that's very human as well. I understand that completely. Not telling his wife about this horrible trouble they're in, that's pretty bad. Yes. <laughs> fine, because she quit her job and everything. And that, I mean, that I find more scummy than asking your dad for help. Uh-huh. Well, I, I concur with you, Barrett, and that's a good point. Because obviously, if he just calls up his dad, his dad's going to say, fuck you. But by showing up, and he can reconcile and, and, and whatnot, and the f- father starts warming up. Then ask. So so that makes it even more, uh, not necessarily scummy, but it makes it more uh, calculated. Right. You know? Um, but yeah, yeah, to, put, to, to have done all this without his wife knowing and, and whatnot, that, yeah, he, he screwed up big time. He basically assured her that everything was going to be great. And <laughs> she yeah. knew about something, obviously, because he had told her something that was going to, it was going to be okay, but he didn't tell her, Hey, I haven't sold a house in forever. We have no money in two years. <laughs> yeah. That's huge. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, again, I think so. if I, if I read his behavior and I, I could be wrong, um, he's, he's ashamed by what he's, what he's done, how he's gotten in this situation. He's trying to, to hide it. Not good. Um, not exactly the first time, though, not a unique thing um, that people have that kind of a moral failing where they don't want to admit when they fucked up. Um, and he also feels, I think, genuinely hurt that he's dabbed that the way that his father finds out. Is presented in the worst light possible because it's through the partner. Yes. Who already does not like him. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> uh, so it's presented in the worst light possible. And to me, it felt like genuine remorse that, that that it's damaged this relationship with the father, the, the the degree of reconciling that had progressed. So this is not just a person, I think, that is um, amoral or that has no affection for his father or no feelings towards his father and just doesn't care and therefore is just saying, here, I, I'm only there to get the paperwork signed. That he, this is something that he's happy to see his father is different and his father changed, even if he may not have been expecting it. Um, again, I think we have to remember that we meet the father in a very different position than when he left the father. And that might have been the father he was expecting to find. And so maybe he was a little bit more willing to be. Um, to use the father previously because the father was being an asshole. Well, and he obviously is a person that's afraid of telling people his fuck-ups because there's just a minor fuck-up a little later, and he doesn't tell anybody about it, and it actually leads to greater consequences. That is true. That is true. Great point. But that, to me, that just makes him a flawed character, and that is his character right. flaw. Yeah, it's definitely his more character than, flaw. More than to me <laughs> saying that he's scummy. Um, it makes him human, and Eric, you were right. And we and, didn't need to spend 30 minutes on this. I have my opinion. We can move on. Yeah, I got it. I'll say one thing. It's it's humorous how uh, he shows up 
when a demon's about to attack, and and he indirectly is the cause of it, um, too. Well, and it's just bad luck. I mean, the whole thing is when you're watching a film like this that is that is clearly trying to to have something more to it than just being a a monster film, right? You know that they're going that the first thing you do is look for the the parallel between the 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 supernatural element and what's being discussed. You know, sometimes a, you know, a, a graboid in Tremors is a graboid. It's a giant worm that lives under the ground. Whereas, <laughs> uh, whereas Godzilla is the, the walking embodiment of the horror of nuclear weapons, right? That where it's symbolic of something. I think in this case, uh, the creature, you know, is the thing that steals children. I think this is, um, just representative of the things that are tearing, that kind of tears, that what's torn their their family apart, you know, which was the mother's illness, um, and the way the father reacted, um, and that thing gets sacrificed. You know, it's he sacrifices his son to turn his attention to the mother, and then and sacrifices that relationship. So I think that's where some of the I'm, I'm haven't really had time to work it out because I just watched it uh, this afternoon. Um, but I think that's really where a lot of the parallels are coming here. That it, that that's the reason why, narratively, mm-hmm. we are where we are. And I didn't dislike the story there with with the with the family on the I thought it was a good story, um, but it did kind of put an anchor on the pacing of the movie. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And uh, the. I mean, obviously, like I said, they could have had the whole demon possession and all that story without having these two characters, meaning the the son and and the pregnant wife, there. But the pregnant wife obviously helps the the plot of the story for the fact that what the demon represents and wants. But also, the son is the the, the guy that has become unfamiliar with um, the funeral power after being away for so long, uh, it screws up and, and then, well, um, and the part of the story that could, that drags it down isn't the, the fact that there's a pregnant wife. It's the fact it's the part with the house. That's what drags everything down. Like if yeah. they're back to visit and, and repair mend their relationship and he accidentally screws up, uh, in the morgue, that, that I think doing that might've fixed the pacing issues. Right, right, and, and and to be honest, we you know we, we keep on mentioning sc- he screws up, but again, you know you don't most people don't believe in in supernatural, and and you don't know that you're. Well, I don't. wouldn't say most. Well, well, put it this way, he he seems similar to me, which is he doesn't believe in any of that stuff. So I wouldn't expect making that one mistake where this amulet is broken and 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 whatnot would cause mm-hmm. uh, an entire demon chaos to happen oh of course you're not going to suspect that's going to cause a demon but yeah. uh yeah he might have said oh you know what i there, this pendant was in his clothing and i didn't see it and it fell on the floor yeah and at I, that, that point the dad sees what it is and goes uh-oh <laughs> right it would have said there would be no movie but <laughs> right right yeah because but, but again, again again if, if in real life there, there ain't going to be no demons that are going to do what they did in this film here so says you yes says me so i i it wouldn't matter that honestly. I can't wait told. till you get fucking attacked by a demon. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure Kevin Lutz will let me know that. But um, the thing is, is that we whether or not the father would have said, "Oh no, what you did or 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 not." In real, in my opinion, nothing would have happened anyway because there's no such thing. But the, <laughs> the point in this is, universe there is, Bill. But the, right in this universe there is. So the weird thing was was why the son hid the fact that he broke the amulet when he could have just, like you said, or tell his dad, he goes, yeah, I fucked up. It fell, it broke, what are you going to do? But, again, maybe it was like he didn't think it was nothing or of importance, and he goes, well, I'll just hide that, the fact that I, I broke it. Well, it's sort of like I have students who break glassware in the chemistry lab, and I tell them at the beginning of the year, glassware is going to break, it happens, just let me know, and they still try to hide it, like I'm going to beat right, them right. for it. Right, right. Which they exactly. won't let me do anymore. <laughs> right, right. So, right. it is human nature... Like cats hiding their shit in the litter box, it is human nature for you for, for people to try to hide things when they fuck up. We don't right, like right. to admit that we fucked up. Mm-hmm. And it is a character flaw in his case. By the way, I do think you need the pregnant woman in this the same way that you needed the swimmers oh, in Jaws. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Saying that Jaws was a good movie, but why did it have to have people in the water? Right, right, right. Uh, it's what the demon does. I, I think the, the whole thing here is it's the idea of family issues tearing families apart, whether it's the mother's illness. Money is always a big one. Um, and they also needed to find a way to drive a wedge in the end between the father and the son. Uh, so that way the, the, the family kind of becomes isolated in the, in the final act of the film. So I think it serves that purpose. They could have done something else. Certainly. Um, but it was a way to do that. Sure, sure. Um, all right, so we, we haven't had uh, the spoiler up, which is fine. But uh, anything else that we want to talk about before throwing up the spoiler? All right, so uh, at this point, we'll uh, throw up the spoiler alert. So uh, we'll talk about everything and anything related to this film going forward. Um, again, it's available on Hulu or VOD rental, uh, wherever rentals are found, at least in the United States, uh, for your own country, uh, just do some research. Um, all right. So, uh, where do we want to go? What do we want to talk about? We, we pretty much set up the film, uh, because the setup really doesn't spoil anything. Uh, but there, there is a, a pre credit sequence thing. Uh, what, what's going on? What, what is this? What, what, what is this? I, is the, is what's the, the significance of, of this demon and, and whatnot? Uh, it becomes clearer later in the movie, but uh, basically it opens with a scene where I and I didn't quite understand the interaction with the wife in this scene. Maybe that was just uh, the demon in disguise trying to trick him. Um, but ba- basically what's going on is that this this guy uh, lost his wife uh, in the process of trying to do something to bring his wife back. Uh, has summoned this horrible demon um and in order to try and uh fix what he's done he gets the demon to inhabit him and then uh stabs himself in the heart with a special knife that has uh, uh etchings on it to uh keep the demon in a uh pendant that he's prepared with a holy symbol right right yeah so so is the demon Someone that that he's trying to make a deal with or something, so he can get his wife back from the dead or something. I, I well, and that's unclear. I, he says on the videotape later 
something about an angel. Right. So I think perhaps the demon tricked him as demons do. Yeah, he's trying to get an angel to bring his wife back to life. Right. He thinks he's right. taking the angel of life. And he well, does keep it. In, he, yeah, and keep in mind, demons are angels. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, the demon's not point. really lying. <laughs> right. So why, why didn't he just ask Chris Pine for that, that talisman of resurrection or something? <laughs> he wasn't around. It was, yeah, it was different what, movies. Um, yeah, basically, I think they tell you enough that he says he wants to to bring her back. That it's a life for a life; it's the same deal. Um, and so the sense is, yes, he's trying to bring somebody back who had died, who had been taken. Uh, we see the the young girl, uh, and we do see that. Uh, is it in the, po- in the like after the the credit sequence? You know, that the girl had died, um, and we find out that he basically killed her. Because uh, he involves yeah. her. Um, well, unintentionally, her. I think, but yeah. Yeah, I think it was intentional. Um, but yeah, so he fucked up. He was trying, he was, he was trying to end, end death, which, you know, if you've ever seen a, uh, anything, any stories involving wishes, that's a bad idea. <laughs> um but he's trying to end death. He's trying to bring his wife back and it creates a small problem. And, you know, he summons a demon instead of an angel, uh, which by the way, angels aren't always the best of things either. So I don't know that would have worked out any better if he had. Um, And it ends up the only way he can, he ends up stabbing himself in the chest to complete the ritual. uh, I guess in thinking he's going to bring his wife back. But that's where I'm a little unsure about the rules of the game here. But I'm not. I, my my perception is not that he's he thinks he's going to bring his wife back. At that point, he's realized he's failed to bring his wife back, and he's released this demon. And at that point, he's just trying to right his mistake. Right. Rapper. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of what I felt about that too. Right. So that the well, because he asks, is, this, is it the same deal as a life for a life? Uh, and then he's and he asks for forgiveness. Um, so I thought he was trading himself. But the, the the knife we find out later is inscribed, and I guess the knife is something. And he's got the talisman, and uh, he's trying. I guess he's trapping the demon within himself. Right, right. That's yeah. That's a good point. That's what it was. And you have to die to trap the demon because <laughs> it's yeah, a special knife, right? It's a special knife with all that mm-hmm. writing on it. Right. Yeah, and I don't mind that they've kind of thrust us into this. Uh, no, I love that opening yeah. scene. It was cool. Yeah. And, yeah. and without having complete context, because I, I get enough of a gist that there's a deal with a demon going on here. And uh, and obviously, the he's been double-crossed because, you know, demon. Demons. Uh, right. <laughs> and, 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 I'm, I'm, and that's all I need to know to roll with the premise of the film, and I can get the details, on, uh, details later. You know, if this was the first time we'd ever seen a demon story, yes, I would ask for more. But uh, I was perfectly fine with the opening the way it went. And again, there's a lot of it is that ritual. And I do like like seeing those kind of things helps to me draw a set of mood and build up suspense and tension. And also gives it often a feel of authenticity if you do it well. It's one of the reasons I know, Phil, you didn't like the film. I really like that. The Irish film uh, Dark Song, because a lot of that was just the ritual uh, of the, the, the summoning. Right, right. Um, now, uh, 
Let's see. Um, so we, we let's talk about uh, the assistant. Uh, was he just a kook or a jerk, or was he just protective of his bu- his buddy and boss? Or what, what, what was? The uh, I think he was definitely all protective. Yeah. Yeah, maybe all of them. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah I really liked his character. He, the character, good character. Yeah, but um, and, and like I just thought the the the, the toothpick was an, was an interesting touch because it feels a little. A little bit out of place in that you have this uh, very orthodox Jewish community, uh, and it just seems like such a weirdly modern take to have of a you know the guy just you know always chewing on a toothpick. Um, and I don't know why it seems like it. It just to me it did, did feel weird, and it just felt like it gave him a character quirk to help him stand out. But yeah, he is definitely protective of, of the, the, the father. Now, it might be because he's his partner. It might be because he doesn't trust the son. We don't know what he's heard of the story. Like, we get the version of the story with the father from the wife. And that frames the relationship from their perspective. But we don't necessarily know how he saw the son. And certainly he may be, as still he's a member of the community, the son left. So that may be something that alienates him in his eyes um, and makes him suspicious. So here's this guy who left the community. And now he's coming back, uh, and I don't—I I never got the sense there's any kind of ulterior motive to it. But um, yeah, I, I don't—he just—he doesn't like him. He's just automatically antagonistic towards the son. And I—but to me, that felt very believable. That's his his burden. That's his cross to bear. Uh, which maybe not the best uh, best metaphor to use here. But, um, uh, yeah, I, again, it's a flawed character and I, and I, uh, I like the way they handled it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think it was pretty solid. Uh, it was, uh, one of those characters that made me like, is he a bad guy? Meaning a jerk or is he a guy I'm supposed to like? You, you just don't know a lot of the times. And, uh, uh, so his ambiguity was kind of interesting. I felt, yeah. Well, and, and also it's all it's all perspective, right? Because <laughs> um, like um, apparently the rest of you have more sympathy for the husband character than I do. Uh, the way Hammer sees it is that uh, this guy went against his family traditions uh, and 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 married somebody outside the religion, and therefore he is he's a scumbag. Um, so is he a bigot too? So, the, the, the that guy. I mean, to a certain extent. Right, right. I mean, it, it, it all depends on where you draw the line between uh, bigotry and uh, quote-unquote religious freedom, right? Yeah, or, or, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Or, or cultural, cultural versus bigotry, I guess. I don't know, yeah, but whatever. But anyway, continue your your, your idea about, about his, his, the stuff you were saying about him. I kind of, was there anything else? No, that was, that was all I had to say. No, and I and I'll also I'll I'll defend I'm going I'm going out on a limb and saying there's not a lot of uh Lysidum that listen to this podcast. Uh so if I'm wrong, hey, let me know. But when you live in a community <laughs> like that, I imagine, you know, it's like when you marry outside the community, the odds are really good you're leaving the community and not coming in. Uh and community mm-hmm. is important and community and it's it's you know, the survival of the community, it's your survival of your culture and your people is always a thing and it's not you know even though like my my 
my grandfather wasn't happy about the fact that the, that my mom married an Irish guy, you know, but they were still both Catholic. You know, it didn't really it wasn't like there was a really big deal that suddenly, you know, he was going to be forced to eat corned beef and cabbage, cabbage or something. Um, but it still was a difference. But when you do that with a, a very particular community with its very you know, strongly rooted in tradition and a small community, relatively speaking, you know, losing people is important and losing people is problematic is going to be an issue. And so I certainly can understand that he that people in that situation might consider it a, a betrayal to leave that community behind because yeah, but, but, for felt. That, but for that woman, I, I would have left that community. That's for sure. She was pretty good looking. Well, yeah, but you're, <laughs> but you're very malleable, Phil. From the son's perspective, as opposed to the one of the people being left behind. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I, I was right. just trying to add some humor. So what I'm being serious. Um, yeah, no, that, that's a fair point. I, I've seen it before where, you're, where I dated this Greek girl and, uh, she, the, uh, the Greek community, at least in, in the greater Boston area, uh, are very similar, uh, where they prefer folks to, uh, marry into the Greek Orthodox faith and Greek families and whatnot. Um, maybe even more so than the Jewish folk in the Boston area, because, uh, the, the Jewish folk that I dated, um, yeah, their parents, you know, were gave two shits about it. Um, so that's a fair point, Mike. Uh, uh, and and also, there's, there's there's not a whole lot of cultures that survive contact with America. Right. right you right, you exactly. come, when you emigrate over, you've got about a generation, maybe two, before yeah. you before you become assimilated like the Borg. You know, it's yeah. yeah. Well, um, well, it's a melting pot, right? That's that's the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, because so where, that, where that I grew up, uh, Lowell, Greater Lowell area of Massachusetts, where Abe, co-host Abe, is from, uh, as well. Um, you know, you, you had we had a, a different Catholic church every block, and it would be the Polish church, and the Lithuanian church, and the Portuguese church, and the Irish church, and you know, and on and on and on. You, you know, just keep on going. And and now, you know, like like uh, fifty years later, and and a hundred years later, all a lot of those churches have. have uh, disappeared and, and they just merged into one because they all just intermarry and, and the, the grandson doesn't give a rat's, rat's ass that they're half Polish and half Italian, you know. And they go, I don't know what the hell I am. I don't even know what the, what you're talking about. I'm American. So um, it it's like you said, Mike. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's the older generation that is more concerned, or or the ones that are culturally uh, segregated intentionally. Like like the Hasidic Jews or uh, Amish. The, uh, Amish. the Amish, exactly, yeah. yeah. Because I, I saw a bunch of them in Pennsylvania last year, not last year, last month when I was there, um, and I, I was like, like cut off the highway, and, and I literally landed up stuck behind a horse and buggies, and I was like, what's going on? Who are these? And it's like, oh, that's right, this is Pennsylvania, this is Amish. I landed up in the Amish country. Um, so no. you're right. Yeah, go on, now, I don't know a lot about the Amish. I, I do have a few bagels on my family tree uh, through marriage. I've got uh, some Jewish members within the family. And there is um, not necessarily a lot of love lost between the Hasidic community and the modern, modernized, less orthodox, whatever, reformed Jews. Um, okay. so, so even there, there's, there's tension. Um, the Amish, has, so, but I do know like the Amish, you have, was it the Rumspringa, where you get to go and experience the real world and then you come back, but yeah, yeah, you right. have the choice of not coming back. 
you know, they, right, right. that that is an option. And you know, it's not like the Orthodox Jews, to the best of my knowledge, that they, they, the the Hasidim are like keeping people locked up in their basements, to the best of my knowledge, to keep them from from going out. But um, I don't know if they have anything similar to that. I don't know what their um, their feeling is about keeping people within the community if they don't want to stay, how they treat it, how they deal with it. Do they give them opportunities like the, the Amish do? That I have absolutely no idea. And that's also something that, you know, they, they vary a little bit from community to community. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, so with with this this these group of folk here, he's yeah, he's he's married a Gentile. He's not living in the community anymore. Uh, who knows if he even practices the faith? And even if he does practice the faith, it's definitely not the way his father wants him to practice the faith. Um, but generally, whether he's a scumbag or just being a little disingenuous, as, as Barrett says. Um, it appears that the father and son and 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 the, the wife are all getting along fairly well. It seems. Um, I, I feel that everything just goes to shit, not even because of the son's intention and reason he's there, but because of the demon escaping more than anything. Am I right to think that? <clears throat> well, it's part of it. It's also um, the fact that Hamish uh, discovers what's going on and makes accusations before the son has a chance to present it. Um, That's true. He answers the the son's phone, which is proof of the deception of the visit or the reasons for the visit. um, I do think had, had the son been allowed to do that in his own way, he would have made it sound a lot better than Hamish did when he came running in with the paper. Right. And and that's the reason why I, I, I feel Hamish is ambiguous because again, we, like Mike said, though, we, you know, we, we really only know the, the son's side of the story or, or even the son's wife's side of the story through her perspective. She seems like the, the character of the audience more than any other character in, in the movie. But the way Hamish seems like kind of a dink because yeah, he, he answers the son's phone. I mean, it's, that's really right. uncool. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's why I, well, I wanted to thing. like Hamish, but I didn't because he was a dink. But anyway, go on. Mike. Well, here's the thing. You go to visit someone's house, you, you know, it's uh, it's not up to you to go exploring and, 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 you know, go up to the bedroom and go peeking in their closets. Right. But if you do go upstairs and go peeking in their closets and you find a dead body in there. Right. Is the is it the fault of the is it your fault for being nosy? Which is the greater crime here? So um, he's well, suspicious of the son. There's a difference between going, being in someone's house, and, and being invited in there and grabbing their phone and answering it. Right. I know. I, I'll just say that I think right. he's, and, suspicious and Hamish, of, he's suspicious of the son, whether he is right to be or not. I think he is suspicious of the son. Um, and that's probably what leads him to pick up the phone. Yeah, now, I get it. So again, I, I'm not, I'm not entirely, I'm not completely defending him on this. I'm just saying, yeah. On the one hand, it's a dickish move. On the other hand, he he, he wasn't wrong. No, no, right. he he wasn't wrong. That uh, is true. Uh, 
It just makes what he does morally ambiguous as well. So he's hard to like as well. Right, right. And especially since he's not really proud of the family. I mean, obviously he's protective of his buddy and all this other stuff, but he's still not proud of the family, you know? And, and, and well, what I, think their doing, cultures, I think their culture sees it maybe differently too, though, as far as possible. how close he is to the family. And, and also the son, um, it, it depends on, on how much of a, a scumbag or whatever term that you used, Eric, is the, the son really, because again, Mike had a point and you do too, too Barrett, which is eventually the son's going to explain why he's there and that doesn't necessarily mean the son, as you said, Eric, is evil. So what what is it to Hamish to go about trying to sabotage the son? And it appears that he was there. He looked at the son the moment he came as suspicious rather than giving the son the benefit of the doubt. Whether or not and he was right. right. <laughs> He's right. But was it his right? or obligation to even be in that position to, to do that? Or was he just being a dink himself, even if he was right? Mm, I guess I don't know. I, I, I have a feeling from his perspective, he's been there by the father's side for right. however many years, helping him run the funeral home. Uh, right. And now the son is coming back out of nowhere, and it's highly suspicious. And, right. and you know what? I, I concur with that too, Eric, because it's like, Again, we didn't get their perspective, so we don't know if he was there when the son and father had the blowout and the son walked out, you know. And so maybe Hamish is looking at it as not only as my friend I'm protecting, but also I remember his son being a dink, you know, 20 years ago or whenever it was. And and so I don't trust him. Now, well, the problem is stated, but I have a feeling the Hamish's perspective was when they had the blowout and the sun left, he was like good riddance. And, well, I, and that's I, the problem. He's, he doesn't have the face. He's friends right. with the father, not the son. Mm-hmm. So he's going to take the father's side. And the father was being a dink, too. So we know that. So it's just one of those dynamics that you have, you know. Right, I mean, right. I'm dealing with the that, that's incorrect. My family is having an issue. I'm not dealing with it. Um, my family's having an issue where there's sins of the parents kind of have come home to roost. Um, okay. But and so the daughter is kind of left because there are things in the backstory that she was unaware of that she was made aware of. Uh, and I'll leave it at that. And at the same and those were those were problems. Absolutely. And there were a lot of bad things that happened. 30 plus years ago or questionable things. We want to put it that way and not, maybe they weren't entirely honest in speaking with the, the daughter. Uh, but then the, the story she's getting was only from one side and she never like gave then the parents the chance to speak to it, but she just kind of left. Um, there are sides to these things and, you know, at least you should be getting the full story and we're not getting the entire story here, but we are always going to be biased towards whoever we are friends with, right? Whichever side we side with. And so it makes sense that Hamish is going to see the, the father is, well, yeah, of course he was going to take time to focus on his, uh, his wife who was sick. And as the son should have understood that, you know, the son should have been dedicated to the community, you know, and he shouldn't have been spoiled and he shouldn't have been selfish, you know, and gone off with his shiksa, you know, um, 
I, I can see that. I don't think it's necessarily right, but I can understand why somebody would have that perspective. And since we weren't there, um, it's hard for us to, to speak to it either. Right, right. Well, and, and even even that chicks or whatever, whatever the derogatory term is, it 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 kind of is so silly when you think about it because obviously the it seems like the wife that he married is a good woman and they're happy together. So it wasn't like it was some sob that was saying get away from those people or they're lousy your father and they're backwards or blah blah <laughs> but blah. there are parents well, in, the, in the eyes of some parents. people none of that matters uh if, if they're right. they're not a jew they're not a jew and that's all that matters like if their sure, kids sure. are gay it doesn't matter if they love the person or not they would never yeah. be able to accept it so yeah, and there, there's there and we know this from different looking at different cultures right that there's competing impulses between the between the individual and the family and if you want to extend that the culture, the community. Um, and we are, we live in a very in, individual society, you know, what, what makes you happy. Where other cultures, it's, you know, you do what you have to do for the betterment of the family and for the community. And if it sucks for you, suck it up. You know, and deal with it and do what's right for your family and do what's right for your community. And yeah, when you're dealing with a community like this, that emphasis is much heavier on community than it is on individual. So, again, I, I, it's a different value system maybe than the one I have, but I certainly recognize and understand it and can see it from that point of view. Right. Yeah. And somewhere yeah, sure. in there, there's a demon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about that demon for a bit. Uh, what, I, I was confused. So obviously, the, they write, they have the little subtitle at the beginning or, or placard, I should say, that says that uh, this there's this type of demon in many cultures that wants to eat children and and whatnot. But this demon seemed like it was killing adults too. Uh, but were the adults just in the way? And the they were in the way. Yeah. yeah. If they thwarted okay. the demon, it seemed like the demon would destroy them. Um, and they were actively trying to stop the demon, both the guy in the beginning and them. So they turned into, you know, enemies. Right, right. And you gotta I feel sorry for all the folks at the funeral home because they didn't ask for none of this. It was this jackass that that screwed everything up that in the pre pre credit scene, and they they just happened to get the body, unfortunately. Yep. Well, you know, sometimes things happen in life that you just didn't ask for. And that's yep. damn truth. Damn <laughs> uh, and I think that's something else that a lot of people in the Jewish community feel they could identify with. It's just... <laughs> um, I, I guess I, I'll say anybody. It doesn't matter what community you're from. They just, you know, things happen that you, it's like what you weren't planning. And it's like, God damn it. Um, at least they ain't a demon. Well, it's actually the personal demon, so that. Um, so anyway, um, so what, what do you guys think of this demon? This demon was uh, kind of the typical awesome, like, uh, Balmuth or whatever, you know, that demon that we always see and that we saw, like, in pictures. That, yeah, that, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it, it reminded me of that demon from the film we watched, I think it was last year. Yeah, uh, yeah. With yeah. the stairs that go all the way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, it's a little less human, 
I think, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Or like traditional. Like the, the demon from last year looked like it walked like it right off of a heavy metal album. Right, sure. Uh, sure. And, and, oh, and oh, this uh, one, the ritual. The ritual. That one too, maybe. No, no, the ritual was the thing that was like a deer with Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Yeah. So it's more like the one from that movie from last year from that yeah. actress that we knew as a kid and now is as old as us. Yeah. Yeah. Because we knew her when we were kids. And so oddly yeah. enough they get old when we do. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and that that one was what more, that one was more humany or was less humany? like like well like more tra- a little more traditional. This one's a little more modern, a little more stylized, yeah, uh, right. and, and a little bit more like rotten. You know, I think feel like more decay. Yeah, yeah, like like part demon, part zombieish. Um, uh, but yeah, no, but it, but it is very much you you look at that and you go demon that totally a demon horns demon. Yep. The goat face, uh, the whole thing, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Its face its face was probably the weakest part. It was a little kind of silly looking. It was part. a little cartoony, yeah. 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 I really enjoyed the uh the videotape that they watched. Oh my god, yeah. That was, yeah, that was, that was cool. awesome. Oh, Mike must have loved it because it means the girl gets little girl gets killed. <laughs> like you, you must have said, Yeah, that's how that's what happened. Oh I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I put it on loop. Yeah, he was touching himself. Oh my god! Oh, all right. Let's. This is is where you play the meme of Homer retreating into the bushes. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, Um, but yeah, that was a pretty cool thing. Um, and uh, I think that's that's what the original call to the demon in the beginning, right? I think I mean that's that, that was even before. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. where he summons the demon. He right, summons right. the and demon, thinks it's an angel. It kills the girl. Was the girl was uh, the girl his daughter or his granddaughter? No, he kidnapped her. Right. Oh, oh, oh so he's a scumbag. Oh, right, because he was going to yeah. give this girl to the demon as as the the prize. Even yeah. if he thought the demon was an angel, he still was willing to sacrifice a little girl to bring his wife back. Yeah, right. So he was a bastard, no matter. What. Wait, wait, why is he a bastard? All right, Mike's Mike saying, no, no, that's a smart thing, what he was doing. Um, but uh, It's a child. We haven't fully invested in them. Uh, yeah, because I was confused there, because the girl didn't seem like he, she was scared of the guy, even though she was kidnapped. So I got I got. Well, question. and I'm sure there are cases in when that happens, when somebody convinces a child they're nice and they go with them willing to. Yes, I didn't know him. It seemed like she might have known him. So I don't know. Oh. That's true too. Yeah, yeah. She seemed like yeah, someone from the be... community that he got to come over and say, "Yeah, just do this." <laughs> right. It could be that he didn't quote unquote kidnap her, as in like you know, hey, cut in the van, I've got a puppy, and right. ran off with her. Is that like he may have invited her into the house and she had no idea what was going on, and then she died. You know, it's like, yes. And fuck. And now he had now now what does he do? Now he's got to hide the fact that it's he's got he's got the dead girl on his hands. So well, he was going to sacrifice her anyway, but it backfired. Maybe his wife didn't come if he back. thought, it, yeah. Uh, but yeah, may, I I don't know what he was thinking when he said he was getting the angel of life. Um, <laughs> so I I I don't I don't know exactly what Grady had in mind, what he thought was going to happen when he summoned this angel. I'm not sure what the the uh, the Orthodox Jewish faith teaches about 
angels and and maybe maybe he wasn't expecting anything bad to happen to the girl i i don't know for sure i might need a rewatch um but you know it just may be that it wasn't his intent to kidnap her he may only intended to murder her or use her as a vessel to talk to the demon uh sorry talk to the angel and then everything went sideways um Regardless, uh, just in case you're, 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 you haven't been uh, keeping score, uh, attempting to cheat death, never a good idea. Ever a good idea. Not on any circumstances whatsoever. In fact, if you're destined to die and you get a vision right before you die, don't try to not die because you're just going to get everyone killed around you along with yourself, too. Because we saw that with Final Destination films. So just, just embrace the death. It's fine. Sometimes dead is better. There you go. Oh God, we're getting uh, a new cat. Somebody, somebody suggested we name it Church. I was like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> it would be a bad omen. A Jones, Jonesy, Jones, Jones would wouldn't have been bad uh, except that uh, it's not an orange cat. Um, anyway, but, let's get back to, back to the, yeah. the movie. Uh, sorry, sorry. Um, so uh, the. The symbol that, that was burnt on the, the ground, um, is that just, again, again, none of us would probably know, but do you think that's just like a regular symbol that they, they we've seen in various other movies, or is it specific to the Jewish faith? No idea. But I thought the, thought the winning carpet to the floor was pretty rad looking. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Here's the thing. I don't know what it is, but I bought it, so. Right now, what was that oh, yeah, stuff I, that they were pouring? Was that salt or was that that ashes or something? I, I don't even know. I thought it was ashes. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so so I guess that works too or something. Could've been. Um, yeah. So uh, what else? What else, uh, Mike? Mike uh, or anyone? Uh, where do we want to go? Anything else on your list that you wanted to bring up that that we haven't talked about yet? Because most of the uh, stuff we've talked about is is, is like the 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 plot of, of the people rather than, than the demon itself. But yeah, Mike, you insist on Well, let me, let me just say, I, 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 I want to say, I really appreciate accents in film mm-hmm. because they give it place. Uh, we live in a world where everyone in a movie tends to talk with, uh, like they come from Iowa, the American newscaster accents, right. Which is trying to get this neutral, like kind of Northeast voice, but not, like not Boston north northeast and not the Bronx north northeast, but um, I think ha- and so yeah you have obviously the, uh, the 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 accents of the, these characters are there and but even like the one the the demonologist uh, seemed to have his own sort of. Accent. I just, I like that. It just, it, yeah, it was like a it, Yiddish accent, right? A lot of a little Yiddish, bit of Yiddish accent. accent. Yeah. And I, by the way, I was watching it with subtitles on. So, it, uh, growing up in an Italian family, there's a lot of overlap between Italians and and Jews. Um, there were a lot of my, I, I heard my my mom and her sisters use Yiddish words on occasion. I never realized they were Yiddish. I just thought they were Italian. But I actually, saw how they were spelled for, for the first Schmuck. time. Schmuck. Yeah. So, uh, love that word. Like Pukaka. I was like the first time I seen that one spelled. Um, <laughs> what, what, is what, what, um, what is it called? Yeah. What like uh, a poop? Uh, Wait, caca is it poop, Mike? No, not caca, for caca. No. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what the heck's that mean? I, I, I hope he's taking it to be, like, kind of fucked up, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, right. Is that a Yiddish something. word? That's Yiddish? It's apparently. Oh, how about that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not good at language either, so. Not, not 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 foreign language. But 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 you're right. They they they, they uh made the the accents and the the slangs and all that pretty pretty uh, solid Brooklyn Yiddish uh, right. and stuff. And it's it, kind and of funny too because there's a couple of Brits in here, like, like the guy that that uh, Hamish or whatever his name is. That guy's an English actor, and he he even had a Yiddish accent. It was pretty pretty impressive. Anyway, go on, Mike. Right. It's like it's like Fargo. Right. It just adds to the authenticity. Yeah, they could. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, even when the Chinese Parker. American guy had, had the accent, yeah, yeah. Well, Fargo. that's a whole story. But they could have done, you know, Fargo with your with a neutral Ohio accent, and and ninety percent of the audience wouldn't care. Uh, right. But the fact that they leaned into the place and they leaned into the people and 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 the, I think that's good. I think it's like, I like that. So I just wanted to take note of that because I don't think I've ever mentioned that you in a review before. Um, because we so because usually when we're doing a review, it's a foreign film, and they expect the people to have accents because they have accents. Um, and you know, but so yeah, I kind of liked it here. I, I think that it it, it just works. Um, Authenticity. Yes. Yep. Agreed. Uh, especially if you're familiar with with, with that area. Yep. I think there were a few too many times they went into dreams. Yeah, like, like, that was unfortunate. Uh, where was the dream fake out? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I was, and that's never a thing I enjoy, and I don't really enjoy it when they do it. Like there was the like a moment where it happens with the 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 son like three times in a row, or something like that towards the end of the film. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, I get it, I understand it, but you can you can overdo it, and to me, it felt a little overdone. Um, oh, the reason I went into debt. Was did you catch that? It was because it was uh, they had to do the treatments. Yeah. Oh, is that it? IVF. Yeah. yeah. That was oh, what put oh. Him into that. Oh yeah. Oh, all right. Then, then I feel bad for, for them. And yeah, that, that's that's not right because that's not a case of he. Well, he fucked up by not being honest. Right, but then right. it's a matter of they went into debt because and and. and yeah, I'm going to rationalize a little bit here for the uh, the son because uh, Eric is a, a harsh and cruel judge. Uh, he screwed everything up because he's a lying liar. It's the truth. Well, he's lying, but he's also not making. He's also, he's also kind of shielding his wife from it because you know it was her having. It was giving her the baby. Uh, and admittedly, I'm, I'm judging that too. Um, and maybe doesn't want her to feel bad. The fact that the in vitro treatment are the reason why they're they're in so much debt. Well, it's not um, the reason he couldn't sell any houses. Well, that well, we don't know why he couldn't sell any houses. Because he been, sucks. And it might be that he's the that he's an incompetent dickhead. That is always a possibility. Or um, the the market was bad. Like if it's going on, nah, he sucks and he's a lying liar. <laughs> so and and like I said, I like a lot of little ritual things, like the Hamish tearing his shirt at the funeral, which is a thing you're supposed to not the funeral at the service which is a thing you're supposed to do and the sun uh which is i guess a a sort of reform thing is that you you have a ribbon and you tear the ribbon i think it's what you wear it on the left hand if you're family and right hand if you're friends of the family something like that um i don't know the, the details but a little things like that i thought for, for a touch of authenticity uh were nice um because you know it's so hard to find 
uh, somebody in the entertainment business who knows anything about Judaism. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, so, um, or at, le- at least, at least, uh, um, Orthodox, anyway. Um, yeah. So I, uh, um, there was something that you said that was interesting that I want to bring up, but uh, I, I think it's past. Um, yeah, I was thinking about that, but it was, it was, uh, uh, oh yeah, it was just more about the IVF stuff. So, so yeah, I, I have to, I just wanted to more, give more emphasis to the point that, yeah, I forgive the son a little more because, because of that, because yeah, that, that stuff. That's fine. Y'all can be as weak as you want. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, um, now, uh, anything else, Mike, that was on your, on your agenda, on your list there that you want to bring up? We're moral relativists, Eric. <laughs> I'm just understanding. I'm not saying he's that he's in the right or he should be allowed to do that or his right to do it. It's just that, you know, he fucked God, up. I'm fucking around. Let it go. <laughs> First. Um, yeah, this is this it. is a drinking game. When Dark Discussions podcast fixates it on a trivial matter and discuss <laughs> that instead of the themes and, you know, uh, Story and act the film. Take a drink. <laughs> Every yeah. time they they claim to be moving on and don't, another drink. Every time uh, Eric tries to get everybody to move on and they don't, take a drink. Right. Um, uh, all right. Uh, anything else? Anybody want to bring up? Uh, on the I'm good. Yeah, I'm all right. Start. I'm good. Right, I think we're we're all good then. Um. All right, so uh, I guess we can uh, probably, uh, let's see how much time uh, we've recorded here. We have some time to discuss uh, what we've been watching, our news, anybody wanted to bring up. So uh, let's uh, start with you, Eric. Do you have any news or things that you think will interest the listeners? Uh, I've watched a couple things. Um, On Shudder, I watched a couple of movies. I watched a movie called The Unheard, um, which I thought had a fantastic sound design. Whoever whoever made that movie watched The Quiet Place and took some good notes. Um, but I, I thought the plot was a little lame. Um, I watched another movie on Shutter called Leave, which I actually thought was decent. Um, not Not great, but okay. It was good. Um, and then I went and saw in the theater over the weekend, I went and saw the Pope's exorcist starring Russell Crowe, which I enjoyed quite a bit. Um, although it was, you know, <laughs> it's like a- a- everything you've ever seen in another exorcist movie. It's got all that. Uh, it's, it's not entirely original. Um, but I think uh, having an actor of Russell Crowe's uh, caliber really elevated it, um, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, yeah, so that's what I've been watching. All right, sounds good. Uh, um, now I know you hate when I ask this, but uh, is it worth? Uh, Why don't you watch it and see what you think, Phil? God damn it! He already well, said he'll never answer that question no, live no, no, but, on the podcast. Right, but but what I meant is. Because we're probably because you know we have some other films that we're, we we got uh, on the agenda that film may 
we may have to wait until it goes on VOD. And uh, but yeah, I guess I'll watch it then. And then we can, uh, <laughs> um, fair enough. Barrett, why are you throwing me under the bus, man? We're supposed to be friends. Because you deserve um, it. Because you ask every time you say no, I'm not going to answer dude, you, dude. <laughs> I'm not throwing you under the bus. I'm just saying. I don't know why you ask him. <laughs> you brought it on yourself. And <laughs> uh, anything else, Eric? No. All right. Uh, all right. What about you? Uh, um, like Eric, I saw the Pope's Exorcist. I liked it a lot, and I agree. Uh, Russell Crowe made it a better than average film. Um, and there's some things I really liked about it. Uh, whether it should be an episode or not, go watch it. <laughs> um, and let's see. I finished The Mandalorian, which I thought this season was excellent. I really, really enjoyed it. And other than that. Uh, that's about it right now. All right, sounds good. Um, Mike? Yeah, uh, not a lot this week, but it's been a few weeks since we did this. Uh, and I had more free time, uh, because I had spring break two weeks ago. Um, so I caught, um, let's see. Uh, Pam and I, we saw John Wick 4, which we liked. I, I, put a third out of the four films because uh, I think it ran a little longer than necessary. It was the first time I felt some of the action was getting repetitive in a John Wick film. I didn't think it was That's quite a it. lot of kicking and punching. It is a <laughs> lot. It really is. Like there's a, there's a staircase sequence at the end. Um, there's a scene in, a, in a, around the Arc de Triomphe. There's just like, which are fine. They're great scenes, but I don't know that they needed to linger on as long as possible because again, I think think. I don't know that the violence was quite as inventive in terms of the actual violence itself. It was more inventive in the way it was shot and its locations. And so since the location that makes it unique, the longer you stay there, the less unique it feels. Uh, but I think it was a fitting finale, or is it, to the franchise, uh, because there's a door open that it may come back. Uh, so I liked that quite a bit. Um, I saw... The uh, Mario Brothers film, which, uh, believe it or not, is not high art. Uh, but if you are a fan of the Mario franchise, it's a lot of fun, as long as you're not expecting anything serious. Um, it's fun. It's enjoyable. It's cute. If you if you have a lot of nostalgia for the Mario franchise and its various related spinoffs, uh, a lot of little uh, Easter eggs. It's total nostalgia porn. I grant that. Um, I don't remember if the last time we did this, if I mentioned seeing Scream 6. I think you did, actually. You did. Yeah. Okay. And did I mention Malum? No. Okay, so you know how we joke about how we're old and we've been podcasting a long time? You know you're yep. old and been podcasting a long time when a movie that you podcasted about on its original release gets a remake. And Malum is a remake of the movie The Last Shift. Oh, you did talk uh, about this. Okay, and yeah, it's it, it's uh, so I saw that. It's uh, I liked it about the same. I may have preferred The Last Shift, but this was decent. So I did talk about this on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Now I remember. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, and so the I didn't remember the title of the like, movie. I just remembered The Last Shift. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I I I watched. Um, uh, the only other thing I did was watch. Uh, I binge watched over spring break. Uh, seasons two and three of 
uh, Picard because I've for some reason let that lapse. Uh, and the season two was eh. Uh, it's got things I liked in it and things that I thought were terrible uh, and stupid. But um, the the latest season, which the last episode is airing, the season finale is actually uh, debuted today. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I liked the last season a lot. It basically is uh, Star Trek The Next Generation eighth season. Um, and you could probably watch a lot of it without having seen the first two seasons of Picard if those didn't interest you or if you didn't like those. Um, this one's gotten a lot more uh, favorable reviews. I think partly because it is leaning heavily on the nostalgia porn but um, Amanda Plummer plays the main villain in it, and I think she's just just chews up the scenery in the very best villainy way. Uh, I think she gives a nice performance. Very good. Anything else, Mike? Not that I can think of. All right. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me... Uh, for me, um, I've mostly watched uh, older uh, films again uh, that were just dramas. Uh, nothing uh, that was uh, some of them are thrillerish, but but uh, uh, not, nothing nothing to, to bring up here, uh, especially since they could be possibly uh, um, cinema a la carte episodes. Um, I have played a little bit of Resident Evil Four, uh, the remake. Um, so, uh, I forgot how hard that game is, uh, but, and scary, but, uh, still exciting and not as hard as Resident Evil 3, which was just horrendous. Um, so, uh, I'm enjoying that. Um, been, uh, playing, uh, Soul Calibur, uh, 6, I think it is, uh, with the, with the kids. Um, and that's a fighting game that's really good and you can create, um, your own fighters, which is pretty awesome. So um, you can have like uh, bikini-clad chicks fight in, in, in like heels and stuff. It's pretty awesome. Uh, and uh, but they also have uh, some awesome characters in there. Like Two um, um, B makes an appearance from Near Automata. Yeah, what's that? I said fuck Two B. Oh well, not that Tubi. Uh, oh, 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 different Tubi. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty, pretty uh, awesome game. No air automata. So I've been playing that again with the kids. Uh, near automata because that's a pretty awesome game. Um, that's about basically you play as Tubi, uh, who's a woman android that's fighting robots that t- took over the Earth, and the androids were created by the humans, but the humans have, have died off, but the androids are still fighting the robots. Uh, because they're still um, fighting for the humans, even though the humans don't exist anymore. Uh, so it's, it's pretty a pretty awesome game. Um, but uh, Soul Calibur, uh, she makes an appearance in that as a downloadable content. Um, and since I bought, it's it's an older game now from like four years or so. I was able to buy the whole package for like thirty bucks or something, which included Tubi, um, and then uh, some of the other awesome characters too. The, I forget their their names. Uh, and then uh, I, uh, I'm going to go see the Mario Brothers film this weekend uh, because the kids have been wanting to see it now for, I think, 
at least a week or two weeks. Um, and so uh, I'm going to be bringing in to see Princess Peaches or whatever her name is and all that. Um, and that's pretty much it here on this side here. Um, uh, but yeah, um, nothing more. So uh, let's see. Um, what do we want to talk next? So let's get into uh, final thoughts on this film here. But before we do, uh, Eric, you actually have a another podcast that you do with your buddy, Dan. I do. It's a general interest podcast called the Scansty Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can get it wherever you get podcasts. Indeed, indeed. Uh, yeah, the other character I was thinking of, Soul Calvin, is Ivy Valentine. She's pretty awesome. She wears like a... a G-string type thing and, and fights with this awesome sword. It's pretty cool. Uh, anyway, um, Mike, uh, you, me, and Eric do another podcast, and we were actually doing a recording on Monday night. Uh, what, what's that all about? Um, what that is about is it's a uh, podcast series where we discuss films that we would not normally cover under dark discussions. You and Eric and I take turns watching uh, uh picking a film that again is not a clear dark discussions candidate although there may be some overlap uh, so we've watched movies like the edge from eric 12 monkeys from me um history of violence from from you uh the last film we covered was an eric film and it was why am i blanking again we did this last i don't know why are you blanking again <laughs> everything everywhere all at once. Everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, it was everything, which is fine. Okay, so yeah, everything everywhere all at once. Starting short round um, was the last one we covered, and uh, the next one is my choice, and that's going to be uh, a a '70s Irwin Allen disaster film. So, yep, that'll be it'll the next be, episode. Yep, that'll be uh, exciting. I cannot wait. Um. And uh, let's see, uh, Barrett, me, you, Mike, and uh, a few other co-hosts are uh, doing another podcast that we're going to be talking about some superhero stuff uh, starting in May right after uh, uh, April is over in the next 10 days. What, what's, what's that all about? Yeah, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Again, it's another podcast where things that don't fit into the DDP um, go. And we do all sorts of things like books and uh directors and different things and we'll be doing the uh suicide the suicide squad as well as the peacemaker series will it will be in may indeed and uh mike uh, what's the podcast that me you barrett and sean fox just uh finished up about uh an hbo television series uh, yeah, it was an HBO television series called Rise of the Cordyceps Infected, which is a based on The Last of Us TV series, which is based on, us on The Last of Us games. And unlike The Last of Us games, there really aren't many Cordyceps Infected in the, Rise of the, the TV show covered by The Rise of the Cordyceps Infected. Um, I think our, our, it's fair to say our opinion on the show was, uh, was, was mixed, but more favorable than not. Um, and we, we did an episode for each episode so it was a nine episode season so there are nine episodes of that podcast available if you would like to listen to it and please feel free to listen to it if you if 
what I've said is or is already making you irate and you want to tell us how wrong we are, then please make sure you download those episodes, listen to them, and write down in detail exactly how wrong we are about about the problems with the Last of Us podcast. On the other hand, if you think, yes, they're so right, then what you really need to do is make sure we're right by downloading every episode of that podcast, listening to it, and then writing down a detailed uh, email and telling us exactly how right and wonderful we really are. And if you're not sure from what we said, it behooves you to download every episode of that podcast, listen to every episode of that podcast, and make up your mind on your own. All right, sounds good. So uh, that's pretty much... uh our other uh, news uh, and, and notes and, and house cleaning. So uh, let's give our final thoughts on this film here, the offering. Uh, let's start with you, Eric. Uh, I thought this movie was okay. Um, I thought it was well acted. I thought it was well shot. Um, uh, it dragged a little bit in parts, uh, which I think there was an easy remedy for, but they didn't do it. Um, so all in all, it was middle of the road for me. All right. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, yeah, I would concur. It was uh, uh, really cool visuals. Uh, the monster uh, was pretty awesome, generally. Um, the acting was fine. The, the, the atmosphere was pretty good, but uh, I felt it had too many jump scares and stingers. Uh, it wasn't original enough, and uh, it felt more like a teenage horror film than, than uh, for folks who would... would be really into uh somebody's grumpy old man indeed, indeed. so uh <laughs> uh so yeah it was okay but i wouldn't recommend it i would wait until it's uh free which it is now on hulu and even then i don't know if, it, if it's really worth checking out um but um it's it's a film and it's uh won't be on my my top 20 uh this year but uh it's it's not horrendous, as Eric said. It's 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 okay if 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 you want to even say that. I was going to be Bert. Yeah, I like this film. Uh, I don't know where it'll be at the end of the year. Um, it depends on you know what kind of quality we get for the rest of the year. But uh, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it, um, and I thought the acting was really good. And there were things that I really liked about the plot. Um, it was a little slow at times, um, but unlike you, I would recommend seeing it. It's it's worth watching at least once, um, especially considering I watched a two-hour movie with like eight minutes of talking. Um, so this one at least has talking throughout. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, and uh, let's go with you, Mike. Well, just a reminder, if you want, you can watch a three-hour movie that has two minutes of talking, and that would be John Wick 4. But um, <laughs> yeah, but at least that has action. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the dialogue in John Wick Four. Bang! 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 Yeah. Bang! 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 That's good dialogue. <laughs> I, I actually, it's, I really don't forget that part where he says, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> I did not uh, understand that. Is that from a movie? That's, 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 that's what that's, John Wick says, and that's pretty much all he says. Uh, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Oh yeah, that that does sound how, Are you here how to he kill would me? say. Yeah. Yeah. You want a gun? Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, um, your your thoughts on this one here? Continue. <laughs> so this film, I uh, I like this a lot. I like this more than everybody else here, and I'm fine with that. I would definitely recommend it. I do think uh, since it is a uh, horror movie. 
based a bit on Jewish mythology and, and specifically Orthodox uh, Jewish mythology um, set in within that community. I think there are some connections to the vigil and I think the vigil was definitely a better film and certainly a scarier film to me. Um, but I really liked the setting. I really liked the, the cinematography. I liked the, the way the characters were written and performed. Uh, and I thought the monster was awesome. And so, yes, for all of that, I think the, um, the, the jump scares, I'm, I'm used to them. They didn't bother me, uh, so much. So I was fine with it. Uh, I would recommend it. And especially if you like films like that, uh, I think it's worth a watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say, fuck yeah. <laughs> Man, it, would be, right. it would be very different if he just said, uh-huh. I have a very different <laughs> feel to it. All right. So, uh, once again, uh, the film is called The Offering, a brand new uh, film uh, that is now on and available at Hulu. Uh, it actually came out January 13th, 2023, uh, and uh, so it's been out for a couple of months. Um, it is, once again, uh, directed by Oliver Park, written by Hank Hoffman, starring Nick Blood, Emma Wiseman, Alan Codoner, and Paul Kay. And the film is available, as I stated, on Hulu and VOD Rental. So, check it out if you're interested. And with all that stated, Eric, why don't you leave us Thanks for tuning in. Let's talk about the offering. Come back next week. We'll have another topic. 